0: hey what's going on everybody it is september 19th and this is a brand new episode of intact with sandro i'm your host sandro where we bring you real conversations to keep you intact with god whole complete and unbroken in your fellowship with the lord and savior jesus christ today i'm very excited for our episode called god the great coach stay tuned Today, I wanna talk to you guys about a topic called God the Great Coach. Now, I know it might seem a bit cliche, a bit corny, or even a bit cheesy to call God the Great Coach, but I really wanna challenge you today to think with me for a little bit as we go through this conversation and I share my heart with you about this idea of God being our great coach. And I hope by the end of this podcast that you'll really grasp a hold of this concept and think about the coaches you've had in your life and recognize that we have a good father, a heavenly father, amazing savior, and a powerful comforter, the Holy Spirit coming alongside us in our daily walk with the Lord Jesus who can be compared to a great coach, but is vastly, vastly more impactful. So a couple weeks ago, my school, as many of you know, I teach at a Christian school. We do chapels every Wednesday and we had a series that we've just recently begun. And we implemented something new called small groups. And so every Wednesday, uh, excuse me, every the last Wednesday of every month, we gathered together and we were given a set of uh, questions And one of the questions was kind of an icebreaker, kind of a building up into into the topic, the main topic of the series, was to ask students uh, to share some experiences about some coaches that they've had. It started off pretty normal. Students were sharing about coaches, um, things they liked, things they disliked. And we were just going through the conversation, but as it began to develop, God began to reveal to me something powerful and something that I believe will help us not to hear God, the great coach, and think, oh, wow, that's so corny, that's so cheesy, but really grasp a hold of this concept and apply it to our life and let it impact our faith. So as, as I'm speaking, I encourage you to even think about coaches that you've had in your life, coaches that you've um, dealt with that you've been either forced to be under the leadership of or you chose to be under the leadership of. And so the conversation went something like this. Tell me about the greatest coach you've ever had. And so one of the students, he proceeded to begin talking about a coach that he had who was actually an ex NBA player and he was telling me how the coach was so phenomenal because he had that experience and he had that ability to actually play ball himself. Another student of mine was telling me how one of the greatest coaches that he ever had was a coach that understood the opponent greater than anyone else. Just by analyzing what was going on on the baseball field, he was able to read the game and decide and make uh, make a judgment call on what the team was going to do next. And with that, he was able to strategize and use that to his advantage to overcome and experience victory. Another student, he explained to me how the greatest coach that he ever had was someone who was able to motivate even in the most difficult situations, even the in the in the the times when they felt the most despair, the most um heartbreak and 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 disbelief that they could win the game or they could come back in a in a season where it seemed that they had no chance of of playoffs. And as I'm listening to these guys, I started to I started to piece together. And I started to receive from the Holy Spirit a beautiful picture of God, our great coach. And I explained to them that if we take some of these characteristics of great coaches and we think about what the Bible says about about God, how that will build our faith. So for example, the coach who knows his opponent, having the knowledge of the enemy, Understanding the enemy that we're facing. The Bible is filled with information about the enemy that we face on a daily basis. Explaining the tactics that he uses. The schemes that he uses. The people that he looks for. Those who are isolated and separated from the flock. He hunts. The deception that he uses. The father of lies that Satan is. God is our great coach. He understands the enemy. Why? Well, first of all, he created him. Now, that might be a problem for you. But that's a topic for another day. But let's, let's, let's leave it at that. God created him. And so, if you believe that God created him, then you must also then recognize that he fully understands him. The Bible talks clearly that God is all-knowing and so when the Bible teaches us how to stand firm against the schemes of the enemy then we should take that to heart I, I joked with the class and I said man imagine if you got a new third baseman and the coach is sending him signals telling him that he knows the opponent is going to bunt and rather than coming in closer the player decides to back up. Guy lays down a bunt, gets on first. Next play, the third baseman does the complete opposite. Comes in when the coach says that he that he needs to back up and play deep. Kid knocks one right over his head. Now he's got runners on second and third. The whole team would look at this guy like, what an idiot. What are you doing? You're such a fool. Why aren't you taking the wisdom and why aren't you taking the encouragement and the directives of the great coach. And this is what we do. When we ignore the commands of the Bible. When we ignore the commands of Christ. When we read the teachings of, of Paul and Peter. And we read these teachings in, in, in the Bible. And we ignore what they're saying. How foolish are we? How foolish are we to think. That that we can do it without the, 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 the knowledge that God gives us. The wisdom. Just like that third baseman would be benched within minutes of acting like that. Our God knows the tactics of the enemy. And we should listen to him. And God can also be likened to the coach of encouragement. You know, a great coach is one that can fire up a team to run through a wall who could barely even hold up their own body weight. A great coach is someone who could come from a 3-0 halftime score in a soccer match to fire up a team to come back and win a, win a 4-3 victory. A great coach is someone who could motivate a team to give it their all, even when they've lost every game of the season. And there's no hope for the playoffs. And they go out there and they win that final game against a formative opponent. All through scripture... God is encouraging us, edifying us, and building us up in the most holy of faiths through his special revelation, through his word. If we were to grasp a hold of the words that is written to us in the Bible and really apply them to our lives, we should be fired up. We should be excited when he calls us more than conquerors, that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above and not below. That he gave us a, a spirit of power and love and of sound mind, not of fear. The Bible is filled with words of affirmation and love and transformation. just like a coach who takes a sorry team and can transform them without ever playing a minute in the game. Not one minute does he step on that court or on that field and touch a ball or swing a bat. Yet he can... Encourage them. When we read scriptures, the Holy Spirit then brings that back up in the situation when we need it. God is our great coach. He is not our genie. We, we should not just run to Him in times of, of financial need or, or when, our, when our health is deteriorating or when we're, we're worried about a job interview or we're worried about what we're going to say to our wife. He's our great coach in every situation. The first young man I mentioned said that his coach was a former NBA player who had the ability to do what they could not do on the court. He has been in situations that his players have not yet experienced, yet he can understand and he can relate to them how to deal with the situation that they might face in the future. And if he were to go out on the court, he would be able to keep keep up and hang with them because he knows how to play the game. Not every coach actually is a great player. And not every great player can actually be a great coach. But for this young man, his coach was a great player and a great coach. And if we stop for a moment and think about God being all-powerful, think about what you believe. What is your core belief about about God as divine creator. Did he speak everything into existence? Are miracles possible? If Genesis 1-1 happened, if you believe, if we believe that God spoke everything into existence, then miracles are absolutely possible. If he could speak something from nothing, he doesn't have a problem Changing your situation. He doesn't have a problem splitting the Red Sea. He doesn't have a problem multiplying uh, bread and fish. He doesn't have a problem with these things. We have a problem. We have a faith problem. Sometimes our faith is way too small. The ironic part is Jesus says, all we need is faith is a mustard seed. So think about it. If our faith is too small sometimes to believe in a big God, that means our faith is even smaller than a mustard seed. But Jesus says all you need is a little faith. So we really got to check ourselves in that department. And I'm not preaching that miracles only happen because of your faith and or, or, or it, you don't have enough faith and that's why not. No, what I'm saying is when our faith is is not put into action when our faith, when we don't have faith in God, we then hinder ourselves from going to Him in prayer. We then think, well, prayer is not that important. I'm not going to spend my time praying about it. We stop. We stop believing. We stop talking about it with people. We stop asking of prayer requests from our brothers and sisters. Right? When our faith is too small, when our faith is absent, It causes us to go into our feelings. And it causes us to go into that, 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 that place of fear. We begin to forget what the Lord has done for us. We begin to forget what he's done throughout scripture. So God is all powerful. He's all knowing. He's all loving. He's the embodiment of love. And so when we stop and we think about coaches that we've had in our life, we begin to see that God is the great coach because those people made an impact in our life. Now, if you haven't played sports, I'm sure you've had someone who was knowledgeable in the field that you were studying under and the effect that they had on your life. Sometimes we diminish God's power. We, we, we put him in a box and we think that he won't do it for us. We got to get into the word and we got to let the word get into us. And that's where we see transformation. So I encourage you today. Maybe you've had bad coaches in your life. And you say, I I think about God as failing me. We got to get into the word and start to see what has happened. What has he done before? Or the claims that Jesus made, or the powerful statements that Jesus was encouraging us with. What was He saying to us, not just for then, but for now, today? God is our great coach, and He wants to use us for redemptive purposes, to restore His kingdom back on this earth. Jesus came and said, The kingdom is at hand. And if he didn't want to use us, why would he leave us here? Why wouldn't he just take us right to heaven? I believe that there is purpose for our lives, but there's also potential to fulfill that purpose. So we got to get into the word. We got to let the word get into us and, and think about God as our great coach. And the mighty and powerful things he wants to do. I hope you've been encouraged today. I pray that God would reveal to you that he would open blind eyes and open deaf ears. And he would give you the the courage and the boldness to brag on him. Because it's really all about him and all that he's done for us. So we can't brag and boast on our own strength. I thank you for tuning in Today. For another episode of Intact, again, I hope you've been blessed. Please like and share this. Send it to three people that you love. Send it to three people that you can't stand. I'll catch you next time on Intact with Sandro.